think one of the things that I'm really, really lucky with, and you're, I'm definitely lucky to have lost my leg. Um, it's opened up a pile of different opportunities for me um, and, and hasn't helped help me back. Hi, it's Martin. Welcome to another episode of Positive Differences. I'm joined today by a chap called Ian Nairn, who has an MBE. Um, and this, this, there's a topical theme here, I think, because Ian is or was part of the England cricket team, um, despite there being something a little bit different about him for a cricket player. Um, I, I might have introduced that in a weird way, Ian, but how are you doing, Ian? Yeah, good, thank you, and, and good to join you, Martin. Um, you're happy to, to hopefully share some positive stories of my my life in cricket, my life in your professional land, um, and, and uh, hopefully people listening find it interesting. Okay, so obviously any cricket buffs out there might, 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 might know about you, but you, you, you retired from international cricket not that long ago. Um, you're an MBE. I mean, what... what, 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 what why, why was your career in cricket harder than perhaps it might have been? Well, so it, it, my story goes back to um, to the day that I was born. Um, you popped out and, and uh, the doctors said to mum and dad, your, Ian's foot hasn't formed properly in the womb. Um, his uh, leg is a bit shorter than, um, than the other one. So my right leg was shorter than the other one. Um, and it was a sort of question mark as to what they did, what they did next. So they... Um, spent your know, 15, 16 months waiting to see whether any developments happened after that. Um, and 23rd of October, uh, 1981, uh, mum and dad made the decision to, to put me under the knife and, and amputate. Um, so from that, you know, from that day onwards, I've been getting around on an artificial limb. Um, and that it was that bit that got me into the um, into the England setup for um, playing as part of the physical disabilities team. Um, that, that England have got. Um, it wasn't something that held me back in the rest of my life. You know, I, I played cricket mainstream at school. You know, for, for Chesley Street and, and Newcastle Cricket Club uh, in Jesmond. Um, played count for Count Durham, sort of through the junior ages and for Northumberland. So always just got out there and, and participated. You know, encouraged by my parents to um, to do it. So it was. Uh, you know, to a degree, the dream of playing for England was gone on the you know, when I, on the day that I lost my leg. Um, yet still, the dream of playing for England and captaining my country came true um, thirty and a bit years later. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's fascinating. Um, so, so so you've basically been forty years thereabouts without your right leg. Um, yeah. And, and, and the interesting bit about that is because we all know kids are cruel. Um, we're not we're not fully formed in normal social behaviour, etc. As a kid, um, I mean, you say it didn't really stop you doing things, but I can imagine even the you know I, I don't know what the parents on the touchline are like in cricket at, at, at kids cricket level, but at kids footy, I would imagine there would have been some choice things shouted from the touchline of the opposing parents, etc. Never mind well, the kids. Yeah, possibly. I think one of the things that. I'm really, really lucky with it. You're, I'm definitely lucky to have lost my leg. Um, it's opened up a pile of different opportunities for me um, and, and hasn't held, held me back. I was lucky that I was born in the 80s. Um, if I'd been born in the 90s, 
the health and safety executive wouldn't have allowed me to go and play rugby um, in school games. Um, they, you know, I wouldn't have been able to play football. Uh, you know, they, they would have been a block in the way. But school were really supportive in making sure that I was you know, participating and, and playing with, with my school friends and, and people in, in my years. Um, it, and that always let me go out. And, and I think people, you know, there were probably bits of people were sort of in awe of, of what I was doing. Um, other bits hoping that their sons didn't get clattered by, by the leg in a, you know, in a scrum or whatever. Um, but it was, you know, it was padded and it, it was protected. And I had to stop playing, stop playing rugby at 14 by the time it got, you know, a bit too physical. Um, but insofar as your know, cricket, I, you know, again, I'm really lucky with the way that I lost my leg. I, you know, I was amputated very low, so I'm only really missing a foot. So I've got my, my ankle bone there. And because I've got such a long residual stump, it makes me a, a more balanced um, amputee insofar as physicality. Um, so I'm pretty much 50-50 down the middle, whereas some people who lose the legs higher up might be more 70-30 um, in, their, in their split across the body. And I think that's, you know, that has definitely helped me. But I think, you know, most of all, it does come down to what my parents set me up to do, what um, I, and what I decided to do in, in my own head um, was that, you know, I wanted to be doing all the things that, you know, that my friends were doing. I wanted to be playing football and, and cricket. Um, you know, I, I had the natural hand-eye coordination, you know, from a sporty family. Why, why should it stop me? Um, and, you know, back then in what the, in the mid-80s, um, you know, the, the Paralympics were, movement was on, but it wasn't, you know, anything like we saw by the time we got through to 2012. Um, so, you know, I was a, a relatively unique person in, you know, in, in 95 onwards. Um, but by the time we get around to 2012 and, you know, and after we've seen you know, the, the soldiers coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, with, with loss of limb, um, my, you know, walk, walk around Sainsbury's with a, um, with a plastic leg on show doesn't actually stand out quite as much. Um, and, and people are um, more conscious of it. I, I did have in one of my talking points the fact that um, the, the, the Paralympics seems to have, it, not all, but it seems to have a good representation from previous armed forces, presumably to be crude, people who've stepped on things. Um, and, and obviously that, that was their journey in. And, and, and I'm happy to pick up on that, actually. Um, but, but also you said something... I mean, first of all, I never thought I would ever hear anyone say I, I, I'm quite lucky that I lost that I lost my foot, which is it's, it's a very unusual thing for anyone to say. But it's, it, I mean, that's exactly why I've got you on here, hopefully. Um, and I'm not saying that people have to be happy if they suffer something the way you did, but but it shows that, they, that you, you, you can see the positive in things. Yeah, but I, I think you ultimately. <laughs> Everyone faces challenges in life. You know, I, I did an interview with the with the ICC um, a, a couple of years ago, and someone asked you, "What was life difficult at school? Were you were you bullied?" And the answer to that was, "Yes, you know, there, there were people who, who did pick on me, but actually, they picked on me no worse than the ginger kid or the fast kid, and uh, and they probably had as tough a time going through school with with what they were having to deal with as I did." Um, and ultimately, if you take a positive um, stance and you know, I'm, I, I tend to put myself down before somebody else puts me down. Um, and it was a very interesting 
sort of common trait in the in all of the, the physical disability team that we were we were dead keen to put ourselves down because we knew that we were going to you know, there was going to be some dark humour coming from our fellow teammates um, just to to try and wind us up and, and that you know it, it is something that then disarms people it, you know if you're prepared to have some fun with with your your disability your your the the area where you feel like you're weaker um, then other people don't feel as strongly about it and I'm, and I'm more happy to to just let you in and and, and play the games with you yeah um, well, 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 well I can't remember the name of the comedian now Adam who does is it Adam who does the last leg yeah Adam Hill yeah so so obviously you know I mean I, 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 actually I think Channel 4 and their take up with the Paralympics and, and programmes like the last leg and I've done it made it so now obviously you've got your challenges of of, of the physical side but you, you, you said about how you you know you walk into your little Sainsbury's or, or wherever it is and, and people almost don't even care that you've got a plastic foot as you said um yeah. and, 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 I, and I think I think I think that's true but also I, I can just imagine I mean I, I, I don't know what kind of shape your um your attachment is but is it the kind of thing you can drink champagne out of yeah, well, it, so it, certainly being a being a cricketer, you know, the changing rooms are a, are a popular place. And end of season dues, um, you know, there's the yard available. We do the leg available. So you know, that's a that that is a common trait. It's it's two pints as quick as you can get them down. Um, and I, you know, again, that's part of making making light of uh, of the scenario, isn't it? Um, I, you know, I, you come back to walking around Sainsbury's. You, are, I'm. It's the summer at the minute. I wear shorts. Um, I, you know, I, I don't try and hide hide my leg. You know, it's a black, a black carbon fibre thing. Um, so it, it does stand out. But why why should I hide it? You know, you'll wear you, you'll wear shorts when you go to the supermarket on a hot day. Um, you know, I try and get away with flip flops where I can. They don't always work. But you, know, I, I want to be living the same life that everyone else is living in the same way that everyone else is living it. Um, you know, I've just got to you know, strap my leg on before I get out of bed on a morning. Um, otherwise, I'll fall over. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. You know, ultimately the you know, the worst bit that I have have of my life is is saying right, it's time to get this leg on in the morning. Um, it, but it's not that different to the way you put your socks and shoes on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, also it's 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 interesting there that you you, you kind of said, well, well, yeah, I was bullied, but no more than the ginger kid or the fat kid, and and everyone's bullied for something yeah I suppose it just meant well that was obviously going to be your thing which it could have been as fat or as or as ginger nothing wrong with being fat or ginger but you know what I mean you could have been as fat or as ginger as you want and it was always yeah. going to be the leg wasn't it it was always going yeah. to be you know, yeah if, if anything because there was something that was obviously in so I one of the challenges that I do find is the wording around it because I think we often, uh, you know, I sometimes use the word normal, and normal is a is a horrendous word. You know, I'm not abnormal, um, and but I am trying to live a, a normal life. Um, it, you know, there was something that was obviously not the same on me as there was on everyone else in the school, and therefore it, it was a, an obvious focal point to for people to pick on. Uh, and I think that you know, that, probably that helped me because I was then able to make light of it. You know. Comic relief days. I would turn my leg back to front and walk around with one foot pointing backwards, one foot pointing forwards, and just you know, made light of it where wherever I could. Um, which, to a degree, is you know, the way that you have to 
or that I choose to live life is, you know, everything that we come across. Um, I try and just stay on a nice, even playing field. You know, I, I don't want to be too high um, with excitement and emotion. I don't want to be too low with, you know, with depression and, and emotion. Um, if you just balance everything out and try and stay in that um, happy scenario, um, that makes life a, a far more stable place. Um, and then anything that comes along, you've got those coping strategies to pull yourself down or to pick yourself back up again. Um, and that's really the, you know, I suppose, the skill that, that I have um, in, in life is just being able to, to get, get myself back onto an even keel, whether that's pulling myself down or picking myself up. What, 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 where do you turn to then, Ian, if you're having a bad day or, you're, or you're, you know, are you getting too cowed with excitement? What, 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 what's the thing that levels you? What? It, to be honest, it is only my personality. I, you know, I don't... Um, I, I'm not a great sharer of you know, of emotion. I, you know, I'm quite an emotional character. Um, you know, the, the year that we won the World Cup, um, you know, we we'd won it by the end of the 19th over, and I spent the 20th over in tears at long half, hoping that the ball wasn't going to come to me because it, you know I it, I'd done I had achieved something, um, and it was you know it, it was a big shock to to sort of in release of emotion at that stage, but it, it, it's something that is come naturally to me to just say this is where I want to live my life you know I don't need to be um you know I don't need to be exceedingly happy um I can just be happy um I you know, I don't want to be um I don't want to be miserable with, with anything and you know there is a there is an element in your know, the job that I do isn't a particularly happy job but you have to balance that out um, with, with things. My wife's an intensive care nurse. Um, you know, she balances things out and you know, and maybe that's where we were attracted to each other. That actually we're, we're both out there you know, sometimes giving people bad news, sometimes doing something great and, and really turning people's lives around. Um, it, so you do have that big flow of emotions where you just need to say, do you know what, I'm okay today um, and, and I know where to get myself back to. Um, to to keep that that feeling of being all right in check. Do, do, do you do, do you pick up some of these traits from your parents, the mean, or the people that you grew up around? Because I mean, they, obviously, I can't imagine as a parent having to make the decision about getting your kid's foot amputated. I mean, that that, yeah. that must have been a hell of a journey for them. But I presume, well, I shouldn't presume anything. But but when they when they made that decision. You would think a natural second part would be, and let's make sure Ian knows why we did it, what we still hope for him, etc. Have yeah. you spoke to your parents about that and, and how yeah, they made the decision? There, yeah, there, there was always encouragement to you know, to get back on my feet, as it were. I, I think it it wasn't an easy decision, um, although you know, at the time it was a choice of you know, amputate um, and. So when you look at the technology of legs that I've been been on, it's gone from you know, almost a Jake the Peg now up to you know, an Oscar Pistorius type type foot, um, and and that's a that's a, a big difference. Whereas the alternative to amputation was to wear a platform a platform shoe, um, and and I still would have had a weakness in my right side because it wasn't it wasn't fully effective, um, and I think that that was the bit that made them say, well, okay, if we do this. Yes, you might have that weakness, but you can compensate for it. You're still then going to be balanced and you know, 
to a degree, if you if you walked past me in the street, you would know that I've got an artificial leg if I'm not wearing my shorts. Um, so and and I, you know because I'm able to walk as naturally as as everyone else. Um, so I, you know it, it was one of those things. You know, my uncle used to harp on at me and you know, and and bribe me probably with you. Know, I want you to walk, landing on your heel, rolling across to your toe, because that's how that's how we walk, and you need to train your train your body to to do that. So that was the first person person telling me this is what you need to do. Work out how to do it. It then followed through with my cricket. So someone had said to me, right, you need to you move forward into the ball, or you'll not be able to do that with your leg. Well, of course I can do it. You just need to give me a bit of time to train my body how how to do that. And mum and dad were always there saying, yeah, you can do this, you, you can do this. I was never put into a disability category. I was always playing, you know, I played county squash up until I was 13 with, you know, with one leg. Um, there's no, there was no need for me to step back from anything that I was doing. And I was just encouraged to go up, go on and enjoy myself with it. And ultimately that, you know, have, has that affected my, my mentality? Probably, you know, I, I think I can pick something positive out of most scenarios, um, and and I'm always looking for that. You know, it, it's um, there, there is always something good comes out of it. Out of it, it might not feel it at the time, but um, but at the very least, it's a learning experience, and you learn not to make that mistake again. Well, fair, fair play to you for playing squash, mind you. Yeah. I've played squash entirely twice in my life. And I felt like I couldn't walk for two weeks each time. Um, maybe I was carrying a bit too much weight at the time, maybe, but the, the strain on your legs and your knees is just crazy. Um, it's definitely a scenario now that I avoid at all costs. That you're As a 40-something-year-old, it now hurts far too much, and I feel your pain with that. Yeah, no, man, it's it just, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've no idea how, how how tough squash was to run around because it's just it's constantly stopping and starting. It's, it's, it's all the bits... Yeah, that uh, anyway, doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about squash. Um, Ian, when we started as well, you said you were lucky to have been born in the 80s because you you might not have been able to play in the school team if you were born in the 90s. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, what, 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 what do kids face now? Do, I, can, well, can they just take part in sport with the, 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 the usual team, the, the able team? Or I, I don't even know what the I, terminology I, is. So. Yeah. So I, I use able-bodied, um, you know, it, disabled is an awful word because it sounds like you are less abled. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. a golfer. I, I like handicap as a word because handicap is something that, that levels you up. Um, not, you know, where, and um, you know, the Indian cricket team use differently abled, which I think is actually a, a, a much nicer terminology because, you know, there is nothing... Um, there's nothing that you can do that I can't do. Um, you know, if you give me a bit of time to work out how to do it, it's it's just gonna. Oh, I might end up looking a little bit different, and and that's the, the you know that's the challenge there. But you know, insofar as kids nowadays, the honest answer is you know, you look at some of the young kids and we see some great stories of little um, you know, young boys and girls on Oscar Pistorius type legs, 